This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Yeah. <laughs> Firefly sucked, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's some quality writing right there. Yeah. Right to one <laughs> or no, be excellent to one another. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, yeah. Firefly never said that shit. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by manadeprive.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT is just like, <laughs> not everything I do is like horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't have it both ways, old man. <laughs> Jay Boosh. Damn it! Why am I always so ahead of the curve and then somebody <laughs> like Owen makes a deck popular and now I sound like every deck brewer on the planet. Scotty. It's actually a secret ploy for her to get you two to spend more time together. <laughs> if mom next levels you. It's <laughs> like serious. And Jeremy. Do you know how hard it is to buy Korean singles? No. And when you put Korean singles into Googles, do you know what you get? You don't get magic cards. <laughs> and now, the A-Team. Uh, hello, and welcome to the A-Team, episode 190. Um, traffic at, uh, 10 and 11 minutes on the hour. Weather's coming up with, uh, Sky Mac later in the show. And we have some interesting sports highlights from KYT. Jerry's here also with some hilarious anecdotes from his life. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my AM radio, <clears throat> like that whisper talk guy <laughs> intro. Hello, it's episode 190. Hello, how are you? Hello, 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 hello. welcome back. Thank you. I'm uh, very burned and tanned and also peeling. It's like all at once. That's the That's, worst. It is the worst. It's the worst when you work in a wood frame building. And you're constantly drilling holes in that wood frame building above your head. So they oh, fall on your shoulders. Yeah. Oh, and then you're and itchy your because you're dead. Like, yeah, you're, you're itchy because you're burnt. And you're itchy because you're uh, sh- like shedding snakeskin. And then you're now itchy because you're covered in fucking wood shavings. Ugh. <laughs> so now I know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, how are you guys? I heard you had a good show. Good weekend last weekend. Yeah. Show was pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, all of you, including Scotty Mac, they toot or something? <laughs> so, uh, Jason, Larry, and I all day toot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, KYT, man. did you day two? KYT? No, no, I did not. I, hey. I O-3'd. I, o- oh. I fucking O-3'd. Holy shit. Bob, you're the, the Sunday camps. Super Series. Yeah, I did well. Wow. Lost my winning in in the Sunday Super Series. But uh, yeah, I did pretty bad overall. It was pretty, pretty <laughs> miserable. It's funny because Scott was talking about on the last episode how he was saying it was like so much bullshit about the zone and all that. And then now he finally understands the zone. And now he's going to be like the best magic player 
on the on the cast. <laughs> well, I mean, I got a country mile and a half to go for that one, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> Crushed it. I'll take it. Yeah, I can't. I can't really lay claim to that until like I finish better than second at a GP. I mean, that's pretty boss. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Jeremy. Broken clock. <laughs> clock. Broken clock. <laughs> <laughs> That just seems so weird to me that he's second of the GP. It is, it does feel weird, and then That's, he's like, but... he has he's always mentioned how he's never top eight at PTQ. It's like so I weird. That, I did that once. Yeah, the last one I played at, I got that off my you know. Yeah. My... But that's so weird. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just didn't play any PTQs really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never play PTQs either. Like, I decided I wanted to play Magic, and I decided to play GPs, which is, you know, where Wizards was actually at, and that's, you know, kind of been their master plan. Let's just get rid of PTQs and just do GPs. I'll be right back. Sorry. Okay. Salt level too high. Salt level. (laughs) The salinity in this show. (laughs) So, um, I guess, who's affected the most by this? KYP? Um, by by the changes? Yeah. Um, probably like I love them as uh, we talked about uh, n- near the tail end. Well, it wasn't really the tail end because like Jeremy spent a long time um, talking about how how much he hated it. But uh, for me, it's it's one of the best things to happen because like there's so many good stories here that I can go to to play at a uh, uh, PP. TQ, whatever the preliminary yeah. ones, and so, I'm, guys, I'm, yes. Did you, guys talk, did you guys talk about it a lot, or like enough that we that I can't really talk about it here? Or um, no, go ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it quite a bit, like but us three. Uh, we so value we your, your opinion, though. Yeah, yeah. We love your well, I was just wondering. So, so what exactly are the changes that are happening? There's, from what I understand, now there's less PTQs, and now there's this new tournament thingy where. Uh, you qualify to go to like a PTQ, and then so it's like a PT PT PTQ. Free free TQ is sort of what people are calling it. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is that is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so you never win. It affects you zero, basically, right? Right. It affects me, probably. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, I'm just wondering, so, okay, so, what exactly are the changes then? Like, there's just less PTQs, and now you have to qualify to get to them in the first place, or? So, okay, so, people are indicating that there overall will be less slots granted via PTQ. Um, So, what's happening is, is that if there are 128, okay, let me start from the beginning. All advanced level stores can run one pre-TQ per season. Okay. In most of the densely populated areas, like Toronto, Montreal, and, you know, like, I guess, Vancouver, maybe, anyways, um, in Canada, um, that have a high volume of stores, that's good. Because there's, like, a lot of chances that we get to get in there. Now, the other way to qualify for this is if you are uh, a silver level pro, you automatically get entry to this regional PTQ. Okay. Now the number of regional PTQs is a lot lower than you'd expect. So, but the advantage is is that you can 
if you if there's over 128 people at this regional PTQ, then the top eight get invite and flight. Sure. Otherwise, top four do. Hmm. So if it's less than 128, top four make it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So it's interesting where they're giving away like more invites per tournament, but they're cutting back immensely on the number of tournaments. Yeah. So to make up for that, what they've done is they've said, okay, now we will be doing uh, flight plus invite for all top eights of GPs. Hmm. That's pretty good. And then they're doing more GPs. Yeah. Okay, that's good too. So, all in all, the question is, will it all balance out? Maybe? (laughs) I love it. It's just uh, a lot of people see it as, like, they hate the fact that it's not, like, a two-tournament thing, so they feel like it's really hard, and they don't want to travel for the second one. Right, so they're they're upset because they basically have to pre-qualify. Right. They have to pre-qualify to get to because if you win a PT or a PPTQ, you don't win anything. Basically, you win like an invite or something, right? Right. Is that, right. that kind of how it works? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you win like an invite to another PTQ. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. is which is like guaranteed to be between like one hundred and one hundred and fifty. Right, because they're all seeding into this. Right. Right. Okay. So. I could see kind of how, like, you wouldn't... I I could, I could kind of understand how some people wouldn't really like that. Because, like, now, instead of just winning one PTQ, you have to win two PTQs. That seems a lot mm-hmm. harder. Right. To me, Except anyway. Except that you don't have to win the second one. You only have the top eight or top you know, eight. Okay, yeah, that's fair, too. But, I mean, that still seems pretty difficult. Right? Like... Like uh, it's a 150 person right. tournament that's apparently harder than a, a pro like for, for me, it's almost like the same. Like I don't care right now until I actually see the numbers of, of who's yeah. actually going to show up to each one. I think the main thing for people that complain about this is that they have to pay like hundreds of dollars to travel to yeah. the PTQ that yeah, they queued for. That seems kind of annoying. Like it, I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it does seem kind of annoying. But for me and Scott, likely. Likely, it's going to be in Montreal and Toronto, yeah. and for me, it's a joke to to go to. Like, I'd love to go to Toronto now that my sister works there. Scott's yeah. there, Durf is there, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit, so I'm happy. But for you know, people yeah. like Jer, it could be like in fucking Vancouver or whatever, and then it's like, oh fuck, you know, or in this, you know, the closest one. I don't know. So that's the main thing for them, and the whole like you have to be. Like each store gets to host one pre-TQ, and like you have to have a store that's well equipped to host these tournaments, whether it be judges or like stuff like that. So, and like my friend Frank, like keeps getting worried because he feels like there's going to be some shitty stores here that are going to run shit pre-PTQs. So, right, which which makes sense. Like you don't want bad stores or new stores like messing messing that up. In theory, you know what I mean. You want mm-hmm. that to be a smoothly run tournament. Yeah. Hmm. This is very interesting. I mean, like KYT said, it literally affects me zero because I don't go to... <laughs> I wonder why they decided to do this. I wonder what the... 
You know what I mean? Why they decided to make the change? Yeah. Uh, it's all Kelly's fault. Oh, because he's like the best PTQ guy in the on the planet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, look at Moto. Moto, like life is imitating Moto. Yep. You yeah, these Moto PTQs yeah. that got too big and they they crashed. And then you got Kelly, who's running these big PTQs, and everybody and their dog thinks they can do what Kelly can do. And you have like these PTQs in like the Northeast where like people are playing on milk crates in the alley, like next to guys shooting up and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Where it just it's terrible. People are playing on like co- uh, comic boxes and stuff like that because yeah, everybody thinks they can asshole. run a big event, but but they can't do it. So those events crash, just like Moto. Right. So they came up with a plan for Moto, and they're like, "This is how we're going to do it." And then they're like, "Well, let's just do that with paper." So, okay. yeah. Interesting. And it's <laughs> oh, no. Soul level, soul level going too high. But Jeremy doesn't like it, obviously. It's right? fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Fucking joke. No, um, it still is. Like that's the thing. It's Jay. If you decide that you want to be a PTQ player, you don't care. This is perfectly fine. This is probably actually better for you. Right. Um, because it's not like Team School Bus anymore where they have to, like, jump in the, the van and drive to every PTQ in the Northwest because they can only go to one. You know, they play in their right. pre-PTQs. They smash them because they're very, very good. And if they fail at one, they'll get the next one. And it's all in town, so they're not driving crazy. Right. And yep, then right. they go to the regional, and, you know, that's that's the thing. Where it just sucks for is, like, I think of, like, a guy like Adam Jury. You know, he he likes to come out to those events. He likes to, you know, go get into that stuff. And Adam's one of uh, a buddy of ours from Lethbridge. Yeah. And I don't think they have any L2s in Lethbridge. I'm I'm rather positive they don't have any L2s in Lethbridge. So, you know, once Lethbridge gets it together and they got all their stores and they're like, okay, we got all the people who want to do this and we got the space and we got all this stuff. And we don't know how much space it's going to be because they still haven't given us that information as to whether or not you're going to need 100 people capacity if it's going to be a premier event. But say they got all the other ducks in a row, they also need to have their L2 judge, so they're going to have to hope that somebody from Calgary drives out to see them, or maybe, you know, they can start working that process to get their guy in L2, or get the town in L2, but it can be a difficult process, so. Hmm. I, I just, I feel bad for those guys, because it's like, are, are we really expecting the Lethbridge guys to drive into town to go to a pre-PTQ? And with, then on top of that, go to another PTQ. Yeah, which the PTQ could very well be in Vancouver. Yeah. Probably more than likely. So. Yeah, that does sound like it kind of sucks a little bit. But that's the thing. This could just be an overreaction. Now, you know, people are left to fill in the blanks themselves. And I I like to say, you know, you don't want to let perfect be the enemy of good. But when it comes to communicating, like, clear communication is what it's all about. Yeah. that's, That's not what we're getting. We're getting most of it. And... The part that's really iffy on it is, are we only getting part of it because they have a plan for when they want to release the rest and there's something in it that's you know, going to be a big surprise, a big reveal that they can't reveal yet? Or do they not know? And both have strengths and weaknesses. If they don't know, then this could be something they just literally pull out of their ass. Right. And it could reflect that. So the advantage to pulling it out of their ass, they can get our feedback right now and they can sit there and say, okay, well, you know what? We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. Maybe we have to say, 
premier tournaments are different now. You know, you can have 50 person capacity. So, you know, a lot of stores would be able to at least cheat that. Uh, the other side of it is maybe they got this whole grand plan. And the downside to that is just fucking tell us already. Um, and that if they're seeing all this stuff, maybe they don't have the ability to change it. Maybe there's something already locked in on it. So that's kind of rough. Although if it's planned out, you know, it could be really sweet. You know, it might reflect proper planning. So like, that's the thing. It's just kind of a wait and hold situation. Uh, I just, I feel bad for, I feel bad for like the guys who live out of town who now have to go through this really awkward situation. Like it's imagine like flying out to a GP, like Jay, you're about to go to Portland. Like, wouldn't it suck if you had to go to Portland for one day and then you had to come back like three weeks later? Yes. If you day two. Oh yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah, but that that's what the PTQ system is now. It's GPs. It's two days of GPs, but the two days are on different weekends all over. Like they're different cities, different weekends. At least one's in town. I Hopefully, why they did if that. you don't that live out of town. Bizarre. See, but, okay, so but they're not even close to like GPs in size. So like you can't. I don't know. Like I hear where I hear where you're coming from, right? I 100 percent think you can agree with that in the sense that like what what, what is a GP? A GP is fifteen rounds. Nine rounds day one. Right, but, you're suggest- day- but what you're saying is, is that there's two GPs. Or you're saying it's one GP but two days. I'm saying it's one GP uh, okay. but over two days. Okay. So it's like you're playing a couple less rounds on day one, but you're playing more rounds on day two. Sure, but you only have to go back for day two if you do well on day one. Same thing happens with the GP. Right, except that you're <laughs> not stuck there for two days. <laughs> yeah, well, it's two trips. And the first one, you're not driving out a fucking million miles. You only have to drive or get Unless uh, you don't live in the city. Okay, so, like, how many of these pre-TQs, honestly, are going to have the number one prize as transportation? Like, I mean, okay, so we've talked about PTQs, yeah, right? well, that's the thing. That's, that's and, I mean, like, yeah. that makes... The, I mean, these people are... It just makes way too much sense, right? And, I mean, like, the cost... It's not like, okay, guys, like, you want to go for a GPT for Salt Lake City, Utah. And you're in fucking Newfoundland. Do you know how much a flight is from Newfoundland to fucking Salt Lake City? It is a pile of money. You could probably fly to Japan for cheaper. Right. My point. Okay. But, like, if you're in Calgary, and let's just say that it happens to be, you know, that your region, uh, your regional PTQ is being held in Vancouver. Mm. What's that, like a $300 flight? Round trip? Uh, No, that's like $800, man. What? No, it's not that bad, but it's about $500. At least plus tax, you got to pay tax because, in every airport. Like that—that's well, yeah. You got the tax and stuff like that. But like the thing that's like, what if I win my 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 pre PTQ like not three months in advance? Because when you fly in the West, you have to book everything really in advance. Yeah. Like by the time that we had my example for this would be we had those tournaments for the WMCQ. Mm-hmm. If I had won that, I got four hundred dollars flight credit, which would cover less than half of the plane ticket to Montreal. Yeah. Mm. So, and there's that's reason just why because that's, there's a reason why I do fundraisers to get to GP. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that if we have enough notice, but like that's going to be the kind of thing where it's like, okay, like my stores in Edmonton, things I'm going to push on them is one, let's try and get a flight into it. That would be awesome. And I think that there's going to be a couple stores who are going to get that message and they're going to run with it and they're going to have some great success because of it. Uh, two. If we can't get the flight, I want them to be hosting their events like the first week of the season. Because if they post their flight in the first week of the season and you win it and you have to make that trip out there, if you have to fly, 
then at least you can get a decent airline ticket because you don't have to sit there and have it happen three weeks before the event. And it's like, oh, great, you know, the prices are already astronomical. I might as well fly to London and play in a regional pre-TQ. So there's kind of that aspect. <laughs> but I think if you get to go to a regional PTQ, if you if you win your way in, I think that's going to be a really cool experience. I think that's going to be some real tough game, and I think that you're going to see, uh, you know, as I think, actually, I think KYT did say something on the last show. Um, was it you, Not KYT, you. was talking about how, <laughs> uh, like, the top four and stuff like that are going to have, like, this natural, like, grouping? Like, you're going to have be able to find, you know, better teammates because it's going to be you plus, you know, like, three other guys who are going to be going to the Pro Tour from the same tournament? Yeah, that is my one contribution last episode. I didn't yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> just say something. I knew I wouldn't remember if I if I thought about it. Or not. It is a pro because a lot of uh, like Jay, a lot of people actually more than I would think would like message me and ask after they've won a PTQ. Like, who 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 do you know? Like KYT, who do you know who's also qualified? Like, who can help me out? Who can I test with? And yeah. that kind of sucks for these people because like a lot of established teams will look at you and be like fuck off right like yeah i'm pretty sure that if i won 10 ptqs in a row none of the edmonton players would play with me right and i don't think any of the calgary players would either <laughs> so at least there's a greater chance i mean you're probably like if i qualify i'm probably not the only nobody to qualify out of the the, the eight that qualify so i might be able to uh hook up with some people to to, to actually work with and you know that's really important mm-hmm but you know, it, it's 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 funny because I, I I'm I'm fixated on this thing and all the problems with it. Uh, Scotty, you mentioned Newfoundland. Sure, I'm sitting here talking about Lethbridge and stuff like that, where it's like they might actually have a regional PTQ in Calgary or in Edmonton, and it's within the province. What about Newfoundland? Well, I mean, you're gonna have you're you're totally gonna have the Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. Like that'll be a thing, right? No, Montreal. No. Oh, Quebec. Quebec. I mean, I think the, I think a big thing too is that like like Magic is it's it's an interesting strategy that they go to with organized play where they seem to reward high population centers. Of, of course, players. doesn't okay, but which kind of makes sense, right? I mean, like so if they're a, they're a company and in, in yeah, business yeah. to that's, make money, that's you cater to the highest density of your consumers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like. You have, like, say, Alberta. Let's just say you have 10,000 Magic players in Alberta that are active. How many players do you have in New Brunswick? Probably, I don't know, is, like, less than half? Like, if we're just, obviously these numbers are made up, but if we were just to, like, spitball here, um, like, is that, like, is that, like, so then you have regional people moving away from them, and you always hear complaining about that. And it's, I, I think it's a fair complaint because it sucks when you're in that situation. But then at the same time, it's like, nobody gives a shit about you. I don't. I don't live there. So I can't do anything about that. And I don't care to do anything about that because Wizards has made it very clear that if you get one of my PTQs, I lose one of my PTQs. And I definitely don't want that. So then. You know, it's like now it's like a catch twenty two, and like, how do you get people to, how do you get people to join up and play, and how do you get a high population center for Magic if you keep taking away tournaments from them? But then the other side of that coin is, well, you keep giving them tournaments, and nobody shows up to these things because it's full of jobins. You know, so 
I don't know. That's an that's a weird that's a weird dynamic for me to to try to wrap my head around. Is like, well, it's like the chicken and the egg. If no one's going to tournaments, then we should take tournaments out of there and give them to somewhere else. But when we take tournaments out of there, people complain that there's no tournaments. You know. Yeah. Can't win them all. No, you can't. And uh, if you live in New Brunswick, you can't win any of them because they don't have any. Truth. So. That's sad. Yes. <laughs> well, there were more announcements at the Pro Tour, but first I have to say, fuck, because I fucking lost to Jer, I think, in our bets. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the final score was. I actually I'm think I came sure in. I came I'm in second. Champion. Yeah, I think you are the champion, and I'm pretty sure that it was. Uh, it was because I had highest seed in Owen. Yeah. Uh, edging out Huey just, and but then my next one down was like, uh, I think it was Martella Rietzel, which was like 50 or 60th place. But I mean, still only like one match lost behind your second horse, which is Finkel. Um. And KYT shit the bed. So I picked the only member of the Peace Garden that failed. <laughs> he failed to make day one. Reed, I'm sorry, bro, but you shit the bed. What? Reed shit the bed at the Pro Tour. Yeah. Reed was Duke. Terrible. He did. Reed Duke did not day two this Pro Tour. Holy fuck! Yeah, I so, know. So, anyways, what uh, the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, and Jared, I don't remember who your third one was. Oh wait, it's right here. Ben Stark. Ben Stark did not do well. No, um, did not. He was but, invisible. Yeah. So I actually don't know if overall match points, eh? We should probably do the count. As a matter of fact. Yeah, I guess we should. Who was really who, should? Who was on my team? Ben Stark. You had Ben Stark, Finkel, and Jensen. Actually, yeah, I right that's here. a good team. So, so I was looking at it. Stark came in 176th. Finkel was 13th, Jensen was 7th, Owen was 4th, Martell was 60th, and Rietzel was right behind him at 61st. Ooh! And KYT was off the map. So yeah. Yeah. You uh, actually probably won this, Scott. What's that? You probably won this. I mean, it's distinctly possible. Um, but well, I mean, I, I, think if, I think if we go by match points, I'm going to have to figure out what the final standings were in terms yeah. of match points. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that right now. You're going to do that now? So yeah, I'll ta- if, you can give me the, if, if you can give me the numbers, I'll tally it up. Yeah, I'm actually going to try and run this fucking website. <laughs> so, I can't... So, missed opportunity. Uh, Evans, Flock, Shepherds. Uh, Pro, Shepherds, the Pro Tour... Shepherds, uh, Pro Tour win? Like, <laughs> come on. There was a lot of Avon Flock jokes. <laughs> there were a lot of... Yeah. Flock... Um, also, badass Jackson Cunningham. Yeah, seriously, that guy, right? What a sicko. Oh, there it is, I found it. Full coverage. So, final standings. Jensen with oh, oh, that's pro points. We don't want pro points, though. No, but that's 37, that's that's match points. Oh, wrong one. I'm looking at something else. Standings, day 2, 16. Round 16 standings. Yeah, okay, so, but how do we count top eight? It's just, it's just three more three It's more final points? placement. Right, so if they win a match in top eight, it's three more points? Ooh. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Right, okay. That's bullshit, but it's fair. Well, I mean, it is. It's bullshit! Fine. Suck it up. Wait, how is it bullshit? <laughs> hey, bullshit because it makes me lose. <laughs> I think it's absolutely fair. Yeah, okay. 34... And then 
Okay, so Martel, uh, Rietzel, and uh, 30 Martel apiece. had 30 each. Yeah, I can't so believe. Stark, oh, I don't know. Where is Stark? Pretty bad I have to control F him. No, I had him. He's 176. It's pretty bad to have to control F him. 21. Oh, I might have squeaked this one out, actually. Yeah, I think he stole Four, it. 4, 2, 1, 3, 6, 92. Versus 99! Suck it! Oh, what a sicko! What? Oh. Awesome. That's super what? exciting. Alright. So that means... set me up like that. Wow, it was really Oh, I good. think Jeremy won. I think Jeremy won. Nope! Nope! Yep. So, and oh. to be fair, to be fair, I won by a clean seven points, which means the three extra match points for Owen's win doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So that means that uh, KYT is picking up my dinner. Oh, God, that's wow. so exciting. At the steakhouse? Wherever I just... Yeah, yeah. It's oh, Brazilian. Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian I think. Yeah, yeah, Brazilian steak. That's hot. I like being owed dinner. All <laughs> uh, right, cool. I can get behind that. Yeah. So, Jay, where were you last weekend? Fuck. I went to Kamloops to ride a jet ski. How'd that go? It was fucking sweet. I rode a jet ski every day for five days. Did you golf at all? Nope. Why? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. That's seems a good like question. A, seems like a loss. Yeah. Net. Seems like a net loss. I, Although... never even, I never even considered golfing. That's odd. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And uh, I tried to play Magic, uh, but I couldn't get to the store, even though I had a Magic Nerd buddy with me. Couldn't get to the magic store, and so that sucked. But uh, I did have a great time, and I did get super tanned. Nice. Yes. That's what I did. I kind of followed the Twitter with the Pro Tour, uh -huh. sort, but it was, like, so fucking boring, and nobody would shut the fuck up about everything. Jesus. So I decided to stop following that shit. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, it, like it was less exciting, I think, than a lot of people wanted it to be. Uh, the fact that the planar cleansing blue white build ended up winning the thing and just kept playing and playing and playing. Like, thank God, even Flock is like a competent and quick Magic player, because like random Dirtle with that deck in the top eight, and we are into like four hour fucking matches. Like, yeah, so bad. Did you see the 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 picture that uh, Pascal Maynard of Owen Turtenwald looks like he's yeah. sleeping at the table against yeah. the deck? It was so awesome. We like the card spotlight being Sphinx's revelation. Yeah. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I was really proud of him and his. So when they announced finally, you oh know, my Owen, God, Owen getting into top eight on Breakers, that was so amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. So amazing. He's obviously never won a pro tour, right? Correct. Yeah. He Todd, this uh, is the second top eight? Second top eight. His first one was in No! No, it's his first this is second top eight. Second top eight. Second top eight. Yeah, because he and top he eight the one. Second place. That's huge. No, right? he top forward, right? No, he top forward. Oh, I thought he was in the final. Never mind. No. You the finals up. the finals was uh was, was that Jackson. Canadian. Jackson Cunningham. Oh, Jackson Cunningham. Jeff I... Cunningham's brother and Neither one of them I know. Vancouver. Western Canadian sickos. Oh, I, see. I see. 
That's why the first and two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Casual. So it was. Uh, so it's good. Um, it was fairly. Like I said, it was fairly good to watch. Uh, overall, I felt like the coverage was pretty good, and uh, they really tried to like the 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 day three, the day two coverage was no, it was day three coverage because it's the top eight. Yeah, I felt it was really well done overall. It moved fairly quickly, which was nice, with the exception of a couple of even flocks matches. But that's what it is, right? Um, but yeah, overall, I was I was pretty impressed. I I did not feel icky watching that coverage compared to the amount of SCG live that I watched. So that was promising. Um, I, I my day one thing was like it's rough in the sense that it, sometimes it feels like it's their first time doing it. Yeah. Where it's like they are supposed to be doing a cut and they just don't switch to the next camera. And you're just like watching either like, you know, a big cutaway scene and like a producer on the floor pointing at the camera that it's supposed to be at. But (laughs) it's not at that camera. And like, there's just like a lot of like little things like that where it's like. You guys are so close that, you know, if this is this, this is the type of stuff that like my wife wouldn't even get to a game and she would just be like, like, what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah, it's the worst when you're going to watch something and then it's just like a screen that, like, it's not even like a loading screen. Like, Dota uh, for the International had, like, just the International 4, like, as a page with some music and minor animations, like, just like like clouds of lightning and shit. Um, and, like, that's bad enough. Like, like, kind of, sort of, you know what I mean? But, like, this was, this was fucking, like, you get there and it's just, like, a bunch of, like, like, just, like, people standing around, like, or like what Jared like described, where they're actually just like, uh, please, please switch the camera over there. Switch it, switch it, switch it. And it's like, yeah, how are you going to get new players into the game like that? So, but they were doing a lot of things. Like, I felt like you were right. In day two, the pacing was really good. Day three, pacing was really good. Like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of, like, awkward dead time. I liked some of the new segments, like, where they grabbed, like, random people and had them go through, like, you know, cards of interest in different colors. like. You know, not super useful, but entertaining to say the least. So that that's cool. Yep. So. Yeah. Overall, like I said, it was it was pretty good. I really uh, I enjoyed it. I I didn't watch it sort of like, um, minute to minute. Uh, I kind of like grabbed a few moments when I could based on the weekend, but uh, it was it was good. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you, Scotty. Yeah, I had to try and buy a car and be a dad and all that fun stuff. You know what it's like. Oh, I know what it's like, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, it was uh, the top eight was fairly scattered. Uh, two different Jund Planeswalker lists made yeah. it into the top eight, which is, of course, super exciting. Uh, none of them featured Garrick Apex Predator. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I figured there's going to be at least one copy of that. Yeah, when asked, also no Liliana Vess there either. When asked about uh, Garrick, basically everyone's answers are it's just too expensive. Well, yeah, it's no just shit. too big. Yeah, seven man is just ridiculous. So it's interesting, but uh, you know, because the, basically the the versions of the deck that have been doing fairly well at uh, SCG Live. 
uh, the SCG open events, um, they all tend to have one to two copies of it. So I don't know, man, like having watched the deck in action both ways, um, I can honestly tell you that like when Garrick hits the table, it is an entirely new ball game because that card is so absurdly powerful that it has just so many different avenues to demolish you. Um, that that like it it demands instant respect. That said, the number of times that I've seen it in hands and then the person dies before it hits the table, not with you know not inconsequential either. So I don't know. It's like a a power versus consistency argument, I think. But obviously, people at the Pro Tour kind of aired on the side of consistency. And see, it seems like the type of card I'd want to put in a sideboard for, you know, control matchups or something. Like, I don't know if that's right or not, but... Sure. It just seems like... It seems like the control deck it sucks against is the Planner Cleansing control deck. Because you've got all the answers to, like, the... Uh, to, to any sort of, like, Detention Sphere plan or anything like that. So, you know, like, that's that's where it would be rough, but the card does a lot. It does a ton of work, so... It can kill Elspeths. It can gain life. It can just make endless three threes. If making two twos is fine, making three threes seems like it should be fine. Yep. So all in all, um, very interesting. The deck's pretty good. I was really interested to see Nissa at uh, at work in Yuki Ichi. I'm gonna kill it. I think it's Yuch uh, Yuki Ichikawa, I think, was the name. Anyways, he's like the number one streamer in Japan on the Nico Nico channel. and He's the number one in the world, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, number one in the world, and he streams on Nico Nico. Um, he's like a Japanese hero, is sort of what I understand. But he was playing a list with four copies of Nissa World Waker in it. So, like, for all wow. of you naysayers that were like, oh, Nissa's so terrible. But, like, it had, like, three or four basic lands in the deck. So, literally, the only thing that Nissa did was... Make four fours and kill you. <laughs> and that seemed like it was going to work. It seemed, it seemed like it was going to do really well in, against every deck except mono blue and green white. And so, so a complete absence of mono blue was very interesting uh, for the Pro Tour. Um, whereas at the SCG event that same weekend, it was like three of the four slots. Yeah. So it's so strange that two high-level tournaments can be su can have such disparaging results. Like, they're just so different. And I just don't understand how anyone can complain about Standard if that's the case, except for the fact that people just hate Thought Seeds. Um, but that said, like, I'm, um, I'm really interested. I'm, I watched uh, Dizzy played this on stream this morning, or last night to this morning. Uh, and he's probably playing it tonight. Um, but he was like... 21 and 7 with the deck? Something stupid like that? Like and Ichiwa, uh, Ichikawa? Yeah, he kind of he took Ichikawa's list and kind of like changed it a little bit. Most of the changes were to the removal suite, and he shaved a couple of the numbers on some of the Planeswalkers. Okay. Um, for example... Yuchi Ichikawa. Yeah, okay, sweet. So he had like one Vraska, two Chandra, four Nissa, four Reveler. Yes. And so he has cut uh so he has cut one Nissa and changed the removal suites around, I think, because he's added a dreadbore, upped the Rakdos return, and shaved an ultimate price. 
I think that's basically what he's done to the removal. But I really like having like three main deck Dreadbore and three main deck Mizium Orders, along with two main deck Rakdos Return. Like it feels like it's really good. But like there's literally only three basic lands in the deck, so Nissa is 100% just a four-four and four-four machine. And when I asked Izzy about it this morning, specifically like how many times are you using Nissa's like untap all your force ability, and he said like probably two out of 90, you know, two versus the 98 times I've made four fours and killed my opponent. So, I mean, the sideboard that Dizzy's playing has Anger of the Gods as a three of, because his green-white matchup admittedly is pretty bad. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to try it, see how it all plays out. Uh, looks like during that discussion, um, Willie Edel jumped in, had a couple comments, a couple others did too, so I'm interested to see sort of what we can put on the handle, or put on the anvil, and see what comes out. So, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I, the deck was, was really good, and I think that we're going to see a lot of Xenagos, the Reveler, fueling Rakdos returns for some time. Until Standard goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, now that we've got some really good threat makers... Um, the removal's good, and the format's kind of settling down. Could be some pretty pretty intense stuff happening. So well, I'm I'm pretty sure that the next pro tour is going to be standard. So we'll have to see you know, <laughs> what happens now. Yeah, yeah, that. So okay, so they've talked about they 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 said now at the pro tour as well that they are going to make all the pro tour standard. So no more modern pro tour, no more block constructed pro tour, just standard. And a lot of people are freaking the fuck out. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of people also that are like, hey, you know what? It's good because standards always, you know, the the format that they want to advertise the most. And the Pro Tour really is about sort of like a showcase to make money as opposed to, you know, like a, an actual real tournament. And it's 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 funny, you know, from Hasbro's perspective, not not the players, obviously. But what I found really interesting is the backlash that came out of it, of people that were just completely against this. And they're saying, oh, you've destroyed modern as a format, and if there's no professional-level play, then, you know, what's the point? And so there was somebody that made a post on, I guess, MTG Salvation. It's all around Facebook and stuff. I posted it on my Facebook feed. Uh, and he actually had a discussion at the Pro Tour with Aaron Forsyth specifically on the subject. And it sounds like uh, they may be reconsidering that decision. Yeah, I guess they were saying that the they were not anticipating this much blowback about the whole modern thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like which I think is a cop out. How could they not? Yeah, I, I I'm with Jay here. It's like what? Yeah, it's like oops. Oh, I guess we couldn't get away with it after all, guys. Sorry, like, we'll look at it. How could they possibly think that? Like, like well, they didn't. I think that they were probably thinking that the block hold the decision for block was probably going to be positive, and I think it kind of is. Like. Yeah. Block doesn't exist outside that Pro Tour. Correct. And, you know, the dozen people who play it on Magic Online. Um, but you might as well have had Popper as a format. Yeah, like... So, you know, like, there's that aspect to it. But the modern thing, like, you get a lot of, like, high-level pros who don't speak very well of modern. Good. You know, modern like, TVs fun. and stuff like that. Like, they're, 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 I would not say, you know, modern positive. And maybe that's who they were listening to. And when they made their decision, they just didn't anticipate this. Yeah. So they've done a really good job in trying to 
make modern a popular version of legacy light and they've done a fantastic job of it and their promotion and i mean like the 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 sheer attendance at the modern uh grand prix is testament to that right yeah. so i mean you got richmond you had uh um Minneapolis, which is also really high. Boston was was pretty high. So, you know, there there's a lot of appetite for these tournaments, and Wizards has done a good job of creating that demand. And a lot of the players, it's funny, because a lot of the players that we see on the tour right now are on the tour because of Modern. Yeah. Like, Josh McLean and Sam Pardee, the pod people, come to mind. You know? Patrick Dickman comes to mind, right? Like, like these people you Sifka never heard. Pro tour. Sure, but I mean, as it turns out, Sifka is actually just unbelievable. So that's a thing. But like these others that I mentioned, like sure they're good, but like would they ever have made the tour? Because like, were they on the tour? Would you know who they are unless they were absurd at modern? I don't know. That kind of lends to you know uh, that whole line of thought that you know the GP is. Your GP coverage is where you make the heroes for your big tournament. Yep. You know, if you think of this as like a spectator sport and how they're putting all this time into time and money into coverage and stuff like that, you have your GPs to put the names onto the scene or, you know, like that's how you introduce new names. You know, sometimes it happens at the Pro Tour, but for the most part, you're going to see them like performing regularly at GPs and they're going to be on coverage one week and then coverage on the next week and coverage on the next week because they've been having like this run. And then when the pro tour comes along, hey, they're one of your names. They're one of those people you can throw. You can put them on your, you know, top 20 we're going to watch list. And if you're going to have, like, all of these modern ringers, and then when the pro tour comes around, it's like, okay, you just did all that work at the GP for nothing. Yep. So, I, I don't know. Like, if I was going to do it, I would want to have a modern one, maybe one a year, and I'd throw it into the second set spot. I think so too. I think if you're going to do a modern one, the second spot's the absolute right place for it because it often doesn't change enough of the standard constructed format. So unless they're going to like it, shakes up limited, fine. You know that yeah. makes a lot of sense, but um, it ne it often doesn't do enough for the constructed. And if it's once a year, then you're still getting you know a new influx of cards. You're getting a whole year's worth of cards, so you're going to see changes to that modern metagame. You're going to see them throughout the GPS, but. You know, the new decks or whatever, you know, like the new tech and stuff like that. Once a year is plenty of time with a set, you know, a card pool that big. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. So anyways, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out and what they end up doing and what they don't. So they also announced the GP schedule and there's something very, very interesting there. You mean the announcement of Modern Masters 2 without announcing Modern Masters 2? Yes. <laughs> exactly it. I was super excited when I read that too. So part of the GP schedule is there are three concurrent occurring dates. So there's, there's like one weekend where there are three GPs happening simultaneously worldwide. <laughs> and North all the America, formats one in Europe, one in uh, Japan. Yeah, and That's all crazy. the formats, all the formats have been announced except those. And the cities haven't been announced. So I'm pretty sure to be announced is a new thing that says it's a new way to write Las Vegas for at least one of them. Because if you're going to do a Modern Masters 2, you got to send it right back to Las Vegas. Oh, oh, really? really? Right? Like, I'd be really happy with that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would be very happy with that. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, if that's a thing... Wow. You know, like, I, I, I hate to do the speculation stuff, but I was sitting there chatting with it. Um, I actually went to a judge dinner this week uh, with, like, all the Edmonton judges. Uh, RL2 is, like, really kind of, like, pulling up his socks and really trying to get, you know, our community growing. So he kind of organized this little, you know, it's like a judge dinner at a GP, but it was just, you know, for shits and giggles. And uh, he had this really neat idea where, you know, we're seeing like this improved coverage. We're seeing all of this stuff. We've got this weekend with three GPs happening at the exact same time, but they're in three distinct time areas, you know, like time zones. You've got, you know, like little thirds of the planet chopped up here. What if you had like 72 hours of straight GP Modern Masters 2 coverage? Oh, that'll probably happen. Like, wouldn't that be just nuts if they actually like made it a thing, though? Like where you had like the, the North American crew and then you had like the awesome Europe crew. And then I don't know what's going on in Asia. Like maybe you have like the, the Nico Nico guys like, kind of put together their crew. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally like handing off like, you know, like here's what's going on here. You know, we're going to see. Yeah, you know, the rounds 10 through 13 here, and then we're going to switch over to Europe to see what's going on with these guys and have, like, this just, like, handoff of just worldwide Modern Masters magic. Wow. Weekend. Because, like, the way everything's going to do, like, line up, like, you can have Japan start everything off on the Friday for us. Yep. And just go through it. So when they shut down, then Europe's already going, or North America is, you know, just starting up, and it's just nonstop. Until, you know, the victors are done everywhere. Hmm. And then you do something, like, ridiculous, like, have Modern Masters 2 ready and playable on Magic Online, and you take, like, the top two from each event, and you do, like, some sort of six-man top eight type thing. Yeah. 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 That would be pretty cool. So, May 30th and 31st. That's my birthday month. I'm going. Uh... I don't know where, but I'm going. Huh. I mean, that could be a thing, right? No, this is definitely a thing. Yeah. But that would be a cool thing to do. So here's to hoping they do something cool like that. Um, hopefully it's like a Modern Masters 2. Like well, maybe I mean, that's we... one of the things they're afraid of. Maybe they feel like they've priced Modern out too much, and they're hoping this set's going to fix what didn't get fixed with Modern Masters 1. I mean, is it coincidence that there are three Modern GPs in the month of June across the world? One in Charlotte, one in Copenhagen, and one in Singapore within the following month? I don't know. I mean... That could be a thing. Right? But, like, the last Vegas, the last Modern Masters was a May release, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so... I, it makes the most sense. Like, there's no reason... Yeah, there's no reason for them to do this otherwise. Yeah. And, I mean, we kind of knew that they weren't doing Modern Masters last year and that they would have to do it this year. So, yeah, I think that's that's crazy. That could be just mind-blowing. So, Too bad. They're going to have a tough time finding judges with all these burnt-out L2s from these PTQs. Oh, God. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the hope and they pay them. So, uh, let's talk about the cons. Let's talk about the cons boxes for a minute. The what? I promised we wouldn't do it last week, but we're going to do it this week. Oh, the pre-release? Cons of Tarkir pre-release. So so everyone's been talking about it. We don't need to, you know, let's say, you know, say your piece. I'm, basically what's happened is they've taken uh, our advice to heart is the only way that I'm going to accept this. And instead of doing, like, here's your one promo for your seated clan, um, 
you get one of eight potential promos. Right. So what do you think of that? So there's 40 different potential pre-release promos. Um, I mean, I'm not happy like, that there are artists who are getting way more work at Wizard. Okay, so I, we don't know if they're <laughs> alternate art, right? We don't know that. If they're not alternate art, then this is about as big a failure as these PTQs. Yeah, so, if they're not alternate art, that's pretty bad. Okay. If they're guaranteed foil, though. Yeah, who cares? They're worthless. Yeah, it's like the foils you get out of the pre-con decks are guaranteed foils. It doesn't yeah. make okay. any desire. Nobody's art over those. Okay, that's fair. So what do we think about this? Um, eh, I think it's like it's like one of those things where you where you constantly are telling them how to fix something, and they're just really defensive about their idea, and they think that they're smarter and better than you. So they they like level with you, and they compromise, and they say, "Well, okay, fine, we'll give you eight promos instead of one." But I think it's still going to be obvious which one's the best. I think you're still going to have a really high percentage of people who are picking. Like the same, like the the same colors or the same clans or whatever. Yeah, like if they did this with M15, I still wouldn't want blue because the blue rares were all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's you know it doesn't necessarily fix the problem. Like here's to hoping they can balance out the rares a little bit better. Uh, but you know, like I, last week I was joking, saying like, "Oh great, I'm gonna have to get all forty of them." But now that like it's actually a thing, I've been thinking about it, and I was wow. just like. I was just What's thinking, that? like, really, I don't care. No, I don't either. Like, it's also they one of those, actually it's also... just like made it uncool. Yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, like you, you can't, you can't put out fucking ten alien movies and then make Prometheus and think that we will care. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. They just like they, they're like, oh my god, aren't you so excited for the seated packs? The seated packs are so awesome. And then like. The first time it happened, some people were like, yay. And then the next couple times, like a vocal shit posting minority were like, yay. And everybody else was like, okay, we're kind of over this. Like, is this going to be something that you're going to do for their all of time? And they're like, yeah, because it's so great. And then we're all like, no, it's fucking horse shit. And then they're like, no, it's so great. We'll do it again. And then they did it again. And we're like, okay, we're fucking super over this. Uh, what else you got? And then they just keep doing it over and over. And then now they've decided, oh, well, we're going to listen to you and we're going to make it with eight promos that you could potentially get. See, we're listening. And it's like, ugh, I'm just over it. I don't think, I don't think anything they could have done would have made me happy except for make it back to sealed. Just make it fucking sealed. Like, I don't understand why it has to be this, like, seeded bullshit where you get, you know, you pick black and black goes good with green and blue, so, or red and blue. So you get white and green cards in your CD pack, and you're supposed to be happy about that. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with that information, you know? Like, I could understand if we were seeing a lot more, like, casual people coming out to PTQs, but, like, that's one tournament that I have gone to a lot of is PTQs over, like, the many years that I've played this game. And I don't feel like the, 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 the numbers have shifted. No, of course they haven't. I haven't seen more Jobins anywhere except for at JobinCon. And also, what the fuck are fucking like new sealed player is going to do when they get to a PTQ and it's competitive rules enforcement, uh, which they've never played with before, which is already a problem. And then they don't get a seeded pack and a guaranteed promo and they open garbage. And then they're like, well, this experience is much worse than, you know, the pre-release. The pre-release was so fun because even if I got a bad pool, at least I had a cool rare 
I love rares. And you're like, yeah, like fucking awesome. Shut the fuck up. Like they there's got a, a shiny, reason, okay? Yeah, like, like there's a reason why there's casual like options for tournaments and stuff. Why don't they just make it like Kaijudo? Kaijudo, they've made like as a separate game, and they've said that it's like the lead into Magic, and it's a little bit more casual, and blah de blah blah. Why don't they just do that with Magic? Why don't you just make casual flights and competitive flights? Like, if somebody wants to play competitively, they will. If they don't want to play competitively, they won't. Don't force us to fucking coexist. It doesn't work. Casual players don't like competitive players. They think we're dicks when we beat them with the rules. You know, competitive players don't like playing with fucking casual people because they're dirtles. So, yeah, how do you Damn. fix that? Not by giving us eight fucking promos. Fucking pinks. Wow. You guys have completely changed my initial opinion about this. It's, it's just so stupid. It's fucking garbage. Like, oh, man, we're going to put out this great movie. Uh-oh, nobody liked our movie. Let's put out ten more movies that are similar. Maybe they'll get it this Maybe time. they'll get it, yeah. Maybe they'll understand <laughs> once we put once we make them watch ten of those movies. Like, you know, it's like how Firefly just fucking sucks so many balls, but nobody will let you know that because everybody on the planet will just fucking jam it down your throat how good fucking Firefly is. So you can't even make your own fucking opinion about this half-assed hackneyed show that sucks. Yeah, I, I can't like, agree with that. You know I, mean? I liked I liked Firefly. Of course you did. Of course you did. I'm the only person on the planet that didn't, apparently. Well. That and Doctor Who. I haven't watched any episodes you know what, of Doctor, Doctor Who, Who, so Doctor Who has ups and downs. Um, but to put it in perspective for me, um, I watched the show and then I just stopped and nothing changed in my life, so... Yeah. Well, maybe so. you should watch it ten more times and then you'll get... Yeah, see, I, that's the thing. I, I have no desire to, like... Well, the good news is there's, like, 15 fucking seasons, so you can try to get your fill that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's, like, mm-hmm. 50 seasons. No. I mean, it was on in, like, the 60s. My dad yeah. Used- Doctor Who. I think I think that's the only time I've ever watched any of it was like way back yes. in the day when I was like channel surfing when I was six. Yeah, I've I've watched it with my father and my dad was like, "Look at this TV! It's like space travel." Yeah, and then I was like, "Ooh, this sucks!" Even now when I'm six, how is how is he flying through space? Phone food. Yeah. Why and is then he I, using a fucking airplane like everyone yeah. else? And then and then years later we're like. Wow! Totally awesome, Bill and Ted. This is yeah. so cool. Well, that Anyways, was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my first. Firefly, episode. Firefly sucked, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's some quality writing right there. Yeah. <laughs> or no, be excellent to one another. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, yeah. Firefly never said that shit. The best part about Firefly was Alan Tudyk, and nobody even knows who that is. See, okay, Gosh. so I I like him a lot. But, like, Nathan Fillion was good. Yeah, Nathan Fillion was real good. Yeah, yeah between... No, he listen, I, I 100%... Okay. He was fine. Alan Tudyk was great. Yeah. I agree. I think he's fanta- he was fantastic. And I think that Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk and Summer Glau were the only reason, really, to watch that show. No way, man. Baldwin. Baldwin so? is the nut. I'll be in my bunk. It's my most favorite gun. Yeah, I get it. Like he was, he was that character. He was, he was that guy that you just never wanted to have around. But if a fight broke out, you always wanted him on your side. You know what the chain of command is? It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in rut and command here. And like that was like you know like that. I really liked his character, like and lack thereof. And like Jamestown was just a hilarious episode. And like his toque and stupid shit like that. Like he just 
I, I really like that that character. All right, that's fair. And then Book was really really funny for a religious character. Oh, actually, you know, yeah. Anyways, so we we instead of going like on this like crazy diatribe, about yeah, Firefly, absolutely, we could we, we could, and Jay would just continue to rage and bubble over as we continued to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. I I enjoyed it. And I know that some people like it, and I know some people feel the same way about like Babylon Five and Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. And you cannot actually have a discussion about geek shows with in geek culture. No. Um, if you have any sort of polarizing opinion on the subject, you just can't, because someone will be there to tell you you're wrong. But that's fine. I value all of your opinions. You can cool. have them. It's fine. Just don't push your shit on me. Yeah. Yeah. Wizards with your eight promos of garbage. <laughs> oh goodness. I, I, I it was good. <laughs> but like, okay, so here's the thing. So we've we've said why it wasn't good. KYT, why did you think it was good before? Um, no, no, I think the cha- what what you've made me think is like what I thought was a pretty good change has gone to like all the bad things you've made me realize about it makes me think it's just a slight nudge in the right direction. Like, one of the main problems I had, and it impeded my enjoyment of pre-releases, was the fact that I, I played against the same rare every round when yeah. I... It's a new set, and I just want to discover the set for what it is, not face, like, a Kraken, the same Kraken rounds one through five. And here, you know, at least there's some sense of mystery, and I think noobs... Including me, I guess, would you know say we? I might get one out of eight, like you know, like love the lottery feel of it. So, um, while I'm scaling back on my excitement about this change, I'm you know, it's it's definitely better than it was before. So okay, so we we had this before, by the way, and I know so long ago and we don't remember, but this same very thing basically happened during the return to Raftigan and Gate Crash pre-releases because. They had the seeded guild pack, and in the guild pack, associated with each guild, there was like one of four, or one of eight, or whatever the hell it was. Aren't all the seeded different... packs like that? No. Yeah, I'm, I thought that. I'm pretty sure they are, aren't they? Yeah, I'm no. pretty sure they are. <sighs> okay, hold on. So in so specifically, in Return to Ravnica and... Um, oh, because it was and the guild crash. Rare. They were the guilds. The guild so there was, rare, yeah. there were like four or five different guild packs. Yeah. Where is this, the seeded packs just get any rare? Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. So in this case, the seated rare, uh, the seated packs would be like any any rare or whatever. Yeah, you but like, but black you have you open the angel or something. Yeah, but you have the pre-release card. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you you guaranteed you get the pre-release card. Yeah. And then the seated pack is like basically whatever. Yeah. But but in in You're the right. gate crash ones, yeah, and and like that was sweet. Well, it was actually not sweet. It was sort of sweet. It was it was sort of like this, where you were like, oh, you sit down and the guy's playing Orzov, and you're like, great, did he open the Wrath or did he open the fucking Obzidat? And what did I open? I'm playing Rakdos. So I opened a fucking Carnival Hellsteed or a fucking four-mana search their hand in library for a card. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Really good in seal. Oh, man, I got the foil waste knot. Yeah. Fucking awesome. But uh, you're right. It did happen before. Um... It was better, probably. You're probably right. It was probably better than the last couple pre-releases where that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, didn't that happen in M14 also, where like the the, the seeded packs were not 100 percent anything in that color? 
Like I think in Theros, the only yeah, or yeah, like in Theros in your seed pack, I'm pretty sure the only rare that you could get was a god. Like the only or the only mythic you could get was a god. Yeah. Of that color or whatever. Like I, I remember, like the first Theros, like that was a thing. So you couldn't get like the other mythics. Well, what we're, yeah, but what we're saying is that like in the Ravnica, you were like the rare was of your guild. Yeah. But yeah, like in the seed pack, the rare was of your color. Whereas now it's not. Like now you yeah, pick black. Is. No, no, like like you pick black and you can open the white angel for your rare. No, not not in the seed pack, not in the clear plastic pack. It was always a, a rare of I'm, your color. Are you sure? Because I'm, I'm sure that right now you can. Yeah, I got I got totally hosed out of my green one because everybody took the green one trying to get cords of calling. Right. Everybody got cords of calling. But yeah, in the seed pack, you got the foil of your color. And you got a rare or a mythic of your color hmm. in that seed pack. The rest of the pack was randomized like a regular pack, but the rare or the mythic not, seed just, pack was that color. I feel like that's what it should be. I'm not sure if that's accurate because I'm pretty sure I opened like a shitty white rare in my black pre-release pack. I would say then that that is some sort of anomaly because that's how it happened in our store. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or you just forgot. And you're just, oh, just yeah, you're remembering yeah, wrong. That's yeah. quite possible, yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, like, sick of it. I just want six booster packs. Just give me six booster packs. Let me play with the new cards. They build my deck. Don't try to force me to play red. Don't try to fucking... The other thing is, like, what's the point of doing this where players get to pick the color and pick the rare they want and then you're just going to and then everyone's just going to complain about that and how they don't get the rares they want or whatever and then you're just going to change it to like a hybrid it's like like you can't have both like you can't tell people that they can watch whatever channel they want and then you know but when they turn on the TV it'll randomly go to one of eight channels that doesn't make sense like like i complained about the 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 packs like the tournament packs because they were boring and stupid not because I didn't get to play with Phyto Titan, like, or not because I didn't get to have an Is It one, you know. So I like, I think a lot of the lot of the feedback that they were seeing, or a lot of the feedback that I was seeing too, was people that were like, "Oh, I want to. I went to the pre-release and wanted to play green and couldn't, because green was all gone." And I went to the pre-release and, uh, you know, I lost to all the people that were playing black because the black promo is so good. And it's like, well. What's the point of doing pre-release packs where I pick my clan and I pick my promo and I pick my flavor uh, when now it's like, now it's random anyway. Why don't just make it fucking six packs again? It doesn't make sense to me. I think what it comes down to is like, I think of like, you know, Joe Kitchen Table, Joe Bin, that is when you, when you find out, like when he finds out that you play magic, he asks you, what color do you play? Yeah. I mean, when was the last time somebody asked me that? The last time somebody asked me that was somebody who quit playing Magic like 15 years ago. Yeah, but the last time I heard that was some random guy who played Kitchen Table Magic who found out that I played Magic. Yeah, but like, was he old as fuck? And no, he was a young guy. Like forever ago? No, he was just getting <laughs> into the game. Yeah, like he's been playing for like two days. Probably. Those people don't go to pre-releases. They don't know what clans of Tarkir are. They don't know what fucking promos are. But if they are, are going to go to a pre-release, being able to pick your own color makes it way easier. Because they don't want to get any of those other cards for their deck. And make sure they get the good green card for their green deck. So now they're going to pick which three-color wedge? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I get where you're going with this. <laughs> this is a little bit tried and old. Yeah. It's like rinsing out a condom and reusing it. Oh, oh God. God. That's a perfect analogy for this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't worry, guys, I got a good one here. And Man, this one worked so good last time, I can't wait to run it back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it worked. It hasn't time. broken on me yet. Yeah. Oh, God. First, worked the first time, probably worked the second time. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Woo! Alright, so, uh, this weekend. What's going on this weekend for you guys? Fucking GD Portland. And she. Wait, oh, you're, shit. you're going? Fuck, they actually have good shit yeah. going on. You, are you going to be there, aren't you, KYT? Yeah, me... Wait, you're going, Jay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe it. I keep forgetting. Actually, I keep forgetting who I'm actually going to see there, just because, like... And it's all, like I was tweeting, it's all the, like, people that I didn't get to see in Boston. A lot of them are going there because it's on the West Coast, so... Yep. It's not going to have a good old Scotty Mac, though, so... That's, yeah, that sucks. That's a bummer. That's, that's a big bummer. That's the worst. I mean, we gotta give some love to Jeremy too, but why? Well, you know, <laughs> not really, but I've lived this long without it, <laughs> and his heart grew two sizes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Portland sounds like it's gonna be sweet. Unfortunately, I am not gonna make the main event. It sounds like, uh, although I have no fucking idea because neither the TO nor the head judge will tell me a straight answer, which is awesome. Thanks. Judge what's what's the guys. question? What's you guys are on? definitely getting my sympathy for all the supposed fucking you're getting. So, haha, fuck you. Um, the question was, the question was just, I, I've asked them just what happens if a team member is not present for one of the team matches. And they've, they've said, in the past, we've done X number of things. And I'm like, okay, great. So what are you going to do in the future, in a week, in three days, in two weeks? In, and not, they're like, and the head judge is like, you should ask the TO. And then the TO is like, you should ask the head judge. So... And then, and then, like, basically the answer, the, the closest thing to a good answer that I got was, um, what will they do? Oh, so you'll, you get to play the match uh, if you're missing a team member. You can still win the match 2-1. And yeah. then, oh, and then, you, and then the person that missed the match gets dropped. So after they get dropped, obviously your team can't compete in the team event. So they also just get dropped. And then yeah. I think you can rejoin the event later, but maybe you can't. I'm not actually 100% sure. But so like I said, they, they haven't really told me an answer, but that's the closest thing situation? to an answer that I have. Like, well, are you... I have a wedding. I have a wedding on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so And then I'm a, in the wedding party, so I can't just do the whole, like, came for dinner, yeah. duck out the back thing. Uh, so there's that. And then the... Because, like, I guess apparently flying to Portland is like flying to Japan. There's, like, one flight a day or some shit. So, um, I have to fly in the morning via... I have to leave Calgary at 5 a.m., yeah. go to Vancouver, and then arrive in Portland at fucking 10. Oh, and when's the first round? 10. I thought this tournament... Yeah, and that's on Friday, right? No, I'm arriving Saturday. I thought this wasn't this tournament like some sort of crazy four day thing, or is that another one in the future? No, it's been talked about as a four day thing, but I think it's just a bunch of side events because I'm yeah 
One of my teammates is landing on Friday, so if it starts on Friday, I'm fucked. People that are going Thursday, even. So when is when is like when is players meeting on Saturday? Nine thirty or something. Supposedly. And you don't land until ten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you don't get there till eleven. Probably. Well, they say it's like two minutes away via the light rail. So like, I could arrive as early as like ten fifteen, depending on luggage, which I won't have because I'll be doing carry on. Does anyone on your team have a buy? Nope. No. Probably not, since I don't have a team. Oh, you don't have a team at all. No, because I wasn't going to sign up with a team while the fucking TO and the head judge decided what rules they were going to use in three days. Well, I figure you just watch all of like the you you just you just petition for a team. Maybe you get yourself like some. Oh, I have I have Andrew. lots of I have lots of people that want to be on my team. I had the yeah. opportunity to be on lots of teams. But yeah, I if want, you have I one team that has a buy, you should be fine. Well, I don't. If you can find any team member who wants to be a team member well, of you, those people have teams by now, box. Jeremy, because it is in two fucking days. Make it happen. You should just make it happen. Just make it happen. But yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm probably just going to play in a bunch of like the side events and stuff like that, which should be good value since like everybody will be in the main event, right? That's true. They have that thing where it's like what a hundred bucks and you get to play unlimited events. Is that at that event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's unlimited constructed event. Is it? Yeah. Oh well, that's not nearly as good. No. They might have one for sealed as well, or I mean, um, yeah, for limited as well. But I didn't see it on the website the other day. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna be sweet, I think. It I think it'll still be. I think I think it'll still be fun. I think you're just going to really enjoy seeing everybody. Yeah, I'm going there for, like, the festival atmosphere. It's a festival. Oh, and they're doing the prize wall at this one. Yeah, which seems shitty to me. Um, I like, don't know. I think I it could be good. Well, like, have you ever gotten a good prize from Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> but at the same time, have you ever gotten a good prize from a side event? Yeah, you win boxes and packs. What's, and- what's the prize wall at? Okay, so what it is is uh, it's actually something they do in Kijudo, where when you win, you get tickets, and you can go and use those tickets to buy prizes. And they put like uncut sheets and artwork and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. they also have just like random boxes. It's, and stuff. it's not even bidding though; it's like it's like a price. So you yeah. you might as well be winning either the prize or paying money. It's like I'm going to Niagara Falls and playing one of those things where I just yes. get like yep. <laughs> tickets. Yeah, yeah, it's like like do you want a black like the SBCC black planeswalkers from this year? That'll be seven hundred tickets. But like that's the thing is that. Would I rather win like five boxes, or would I rather win an SDC yeah. planeswalker? Five boxes. Rather win the SCC planeswalker, so I might as well just try and chain a bunch but of these events together five, and, and five, go into the big thing. Five boxes is worth more than the planeswalkers. You could just sell two of those boxes, buy the planeswalkers, have three boxes and planeswalkers. Says the person who has no idea what those planeswalkers are going for. Also, also, what um, like what are the tickets worth? What if you don't get any prizes? Like what if I you have? have to, what if you have? I have to imagine that they have like a, a a donk prize for ten ten tickets. Great, that makes me excited. Well, just like Chuck, just like Chuck E. Cheese. Like, do you have the eight million tickets required to get a Super Nintendo? No. Okay. Well, you can get some Plastic Army Man and a kazoo. But that's the thing. If you got two, two, and one in the regular event, they'd give you a couple Plastic Army Men and a kazoo. Like, I don't think they're going to try and jip you on prizes because they're switching to this tick thing. If they are, then yeah, let's be fucking 
upset about it because that's like they are. I don't see any reason why they would change to this model except for to make it so they had to give out less prize. Uh, just put the prizes in the right spot. Like maybe people don't want to play this random side event for an uncut sheet. Maybe an uncut sheet's nothing to them. I so, don't think they've ever had that problem. I think they've had that problem. They've had uncut sheet side events, not fire. No, not fire, but not fire very successfully because people are like, oh, wow, I want to play modern, but oh, I don't want that prize. I want to go get the San Diego Plan- uh, Comic-Con things by playing some standard event. So I'm going to play the standard event and get that one because I want that prize, even though I don't really like standard. Mm. But I really like modern, but I just, I, what am I going to do with an uncut sheet? I have to take that on the plane? Like, that's not going to work out. I'm going to wreck the thing trying to get it home. So this thing here, now it's like, you get to play whatever the hell you want. You get the same amount of prize tickets as the other event, and then you can take those prize tickets and you can go and buy the thing that you want. If it gives flexibility, I think that's awesome. If it's just the means to screw a guy out of something, well, then that sucks. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think your, re, like your theory is probably sound in that uh, that's also Chuck E. Cheese's model, but I'm sure that as a business, they're doing it because they know that most, you know, they'll, they'll get a better oh, return on this. They actually have the list right here. They actually have what you get for things. Yeah. It's okay, on their website. So, yeah, so they actually have the prices. So let's see, if I, win, if I go 5-0 in an event, I can get 72 packs or I can get 720 prize tickets. So I mean, packs is two boxes? Yeah. Uh, two boxes. So, so it's get, up to you. Like, if you yeah. want to just... If, it, oh, like that's the, new. I didn't know that. I thought you had to take the ticket. No, so my 720 tickets gets me uh, from the Vault Exiled or from the Vault Dragons. It gets me the Garuk Axe. It gets me an uncut sheet. Um, What else does it get me? It gets me a whole bunch of random things like foil cigardas and show-and-tells, like a judge show-and-tell. So they got a whole bunch of, like, pimp uh, foil signals. Um, the, thing, the thing I don't like, uh, kind of thinking about it too. The, the thing I don't like about it is, I don't like that if I want to wait to see if I can get more tickets, I like can potentially lose out on prizes, and then I end up in this weird zone where I have tickets, but I don't. There's no prizes that I want, and that I can't be like, okay, well, whatever, give me the boxes. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you, like you win, let's say you win 300 tickets and then you win 500 tickets and then you win 200 tickets and you're like, well, it's only 100 more tickets to get a fucking, I don't know, a Mox or Black Lotus or something. So who knows, right? So then so then what you do is you you want to wait. So you wait and then you and then those prizes are gone and now it's like, well, you kind of have to take whatever's left. So, you, you, you know, you, maybe you get 10 prizes, but collectively you don't want, you know what I mean? Like that, just things like that. Like I like knowing the prize that I'm going to get. I'm playing. I'm paying money to play in a tournament that has this prize in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's there's a big stink about like oh we're gonna put up two hundred dollars worth of prizing. Oh nobody showed up to our tournament, so now it's gonna be a hundred dollars. Apparently that's worse than Hitler. So I don't see how this is different, really. Like, I, I think that this is just complaining to hear your own voice complain. Like, <laughs> like I just I, I don't understand. <laughs> how wow. like this is a bad thing like if you're saying okay i want to play in this event for this we'll just 
find out, okay, if you get first place, you get 720 prize tickets. So you go down into the list and you go, oh, this is the tournament I'm playing for from the Vault Realms. Cool. Or this is the tournament. And then from the Vault Realms is gone when I go to get it. Then just go get it when you win your tournament. What do you mean? How? Like, don't don't fucking sit on it all night until like they're fucking pulling down all the the banners and shit like that on Sunday afternoon and the place is sold out. What if if I go to get it and it's already gone? Then was it there before you started your tournament? Yeah. You suck. Okay, great, good, good non-argument. That's great. You know, like you'll just have to find something in the hundred and fifty other items that are available. I like it. You know, you get that's of equal value and you walk over to a vendor or another guy you trade for whatever. Like, I don't know. Like that's, that's rough. I love it. I I wish I could do the hundred dollar thing, but since I'm playing the main event as well, it's like, and your team is like ridiculous. You guys have a fantastic pedigree. Thank you, Scott. I love you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, you're the shittiest guy on the team. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, you've got you've got the boys back together, both of them. Not both of them. So much. Oh fun. no! Yeah, but you'll be happy. You love the replacement. Flaming sheep. Flaming sheep. Flaming sheep is my uh, replacement. Okay, you're not the worst on the team anymore. Zinger! <laughs> ouch! Ouch! Sorry, Brian. <laughs> but uh, happy to be on the team. I mean, we all have. Uh, Brian actually, I believe, got his first pro point in Montreal, and nice. and he felt really good about himself. So um, I've got. I think uh, the funny thing about the Providence is like all three of us are not known to be. Like we're known to be reasonable players, but I have confidence in my team because they they stream or did videos a lot, and it's the same thing for here. You know, they just draft a lot, so they'll be able to. The unique thing about working with them is that they'll come up with uh, out of the box um, thinking when it comes to deck construction. So whereas I can I get to play the deck that I feel like is is on paper clearly the best deck out of the three that we're gonna have, and they get to play you know those like crazy combos that they've experimented and draft and stuff. So it's a perfect combination. I expect to do uh, fairly well. So uh, let's 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 hope we open good pools uh, and and get to day two and do one just one better than last time, which was fifth. Just one better. It's all you need. But uh, oh yeah, back to the, like a hundred dollars. I wish like I could make some value of that, but uh, likely just gonna play the main event and like the super series if I whiff on Sunday. <laughs> what are you gonna play in the super series? Um, standard, what, right? Uh, I think it's standard and and sealed always. Yeah, I'm gonna start with sealed as always and, and see if it's at least a seven out of ten. Uh, because oh, it's so, you, so you like so you like get your pool and then if it's remotely reasonable then you'll play it otherwise you'll drop and sign up for standard. Right, right. I'm, I'm <laughs> happy dumping money like that because it's just it's just uh, my experience with seal. You really in all the top eights I've had in limited, you really need an above average pool uh, mm-hmm. regardless uh, because you're gonna you're gonna run into you're gonna have one round where you just mulligan to. Uh, like infinite so you need your deck to be good enough to survive that and uh i felt like it was borderline like i was talking about last week my uh my boston deck it was borderline but it got me to a winning end so it was the right decision to stay instead of going to modern where i had oh three the day before uh, but here in standard uh one of the decks that i'm most excited to try out um wanted to mention during our approach are 
discussion was uh, the Dex V played Sam Black design, the, the Pack Rat slash other token maker dot deck. Um, seems really powerful because the premise of the deck is just to be able to stick a Pack Rat, Precinct Captain, or Brim as. Um, as in Zvi's deck tech, like just try to stick one of these 12 pack rats and just win from there. So, and I think that's a, quite a powerful strategy. Like some of these guys do can win games on their own. Mm-hmm. Of course, they've mentioned uh, in the deck tech and in Sam Black's article, it's very weak against green based decks like Carrots <laughs> and Corsair are problems for this deck. Problems? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, Sam, Sam, like, suggested that he'd take out the the cute aspect of the deck, which I thought was was like I was hoping that it would be an awesome part of the deck because it's playing a uh ethereal no, that's not the, the word. It's playing the um the indestructible card from M fifteen. So to protect the pack rat or to protect Brimaz or anything from like a supreme verdict, uh, hero's downfall, whatever. It played two copies, and I thought that was extremely cool. But uh, Sam said he might cut those two to go up to four desecration demons. He felt the deck needed more gas, and of course, desecration demon is a house. Uh, at least when I last played Mono Black Devotion, one of your best cards against these green red type strategies. Yeah, it's, so. it's the best card against Jund, I think. Yep. They just don't have a good way of dealing with it. Agree. And I, I just think the strategy, like, Pack Red is still too good. And, like, in Chapin's last article, I skimmed through it uh, before the show where he said, like, he won and lost games, like, because of Pack Red. Like, that's what the battle of some of these standard matches are. So. Yep. And uh, this deck tries to win that with the indestructible card to have to protect it. It plays Bowblight to kill the other pack rats, and it plays, like, more pack rat-type cards. So, excited to try it. Um, and I'm going to need to try it soon, because Toronto is the weekend right after, and that's the WMCQ PTQ weekend. Extravaganza. Yep. Extravaganza! Yep. We have a licensed PTQ and WMCQ. Well, there's oh. a licensed lounge. Is it what format is it? Well, the WMCQ is standard, World Magic Cup qualifier, and then the PTQ obviously is modern. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Are you I, I'm playing? only gonna see. Oh god, this is so it's so frustrating. <laughs> so my wife is out of town. Oh dear God. My son is not home. Oh dear. So I have my darling daughter with me. Uh, I can readily find a sitter that will let me for sure play like one tournament. Nice. So I can play either. Well, we all know which one you're playing. Like I have to play this. I have to play modern PTQ, right? (laughs) Yes. Not close. Not remotely close. (laughs) (laughs) So, so actually, I gotta ask you about that in a minute. Um, uh, yeah, but like, but I really want to play because I want those guys to say trash for my modern deck. Oh, I think you can pull both off if you just ask people to do you think? Is you that think? The, is that the top eight thing? Uh, I forget. Yeah, I, Everyone that plays. Everybody that shows up. Yeah. Yeah. For the WMCQ? Yes. yes. I'm even qualified. You're so, like, qualified? I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, honestly. I'm qualified. What? You're what? going to Portland? Yeah. Really? <laughs> if you play Friday Night Magic, you're qualified. 
Yeah, even me. Wow, Sky, that is a dilemma, but... So, okay, well, hold on. Hold on, let's take a look here. Okay, so guys to stay trapped. How do you get the guys to stay trapped? For a participation. You show up. You show up and pay your entry fee. So I could show up, I could bring Lily. I guess. Oh. I could sign up. I could register a deck of 60 forests. And then get my card, right? I have to imagine that you would just be able to, like, go to a buddy and say, Hey, man, I'll pay your entry fee if you give me the guys to St. Traff. And then you don't have to go there. True. I wonder that, how, I wonder how many people... <laughs> I wonder how many people I can pull that off for. I'll tell you what, guys. If you're going to the WMCQ and you want me to pay for your entry so that I can get your guys to St. Traffs, hit me up in the comments or find me on Twitter. <laughs> you think it's like, it? Well, I mean, what? Well, what's entry? I, cost? I think you might be overpaying. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me check. I know that they're already pre-ordering on eBay. Oh, okay. So let me let me let me see what they're going for on eBay already. Guys, the same draft. Yeah, start yeah. paying people's entry fees. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> start paying people's entry fees. Three, four. There's four of them on eBay right now, uh, and. They're all in like the mid sixties, really, which just doesn't make any sense. So yes, if somebody would like you to pay their entry fee, and you get the card, then that's a thing to do. All right, folks. If it's you on have the table. some friends, if you have some family who it's like, oh, let's go into Toronto and spend the day with Lily. Maybe Lily signs up for an event. She's not yeah. qualified. <laughs> you have to you have to you, you, you have to participate in the qualifier oh my goodness <laughs> i'm so used to like this seems like a free tournament like literally if you go to friday night magic you should have enough planeswalker points to play in this tournament so i'm so. only i'm only eligible now because i've played an nfg piece really what the fuck are you eligible jay are you sure yeah i'm on the list i don't know yeah, <laughs> how the fuck? <laughs> he dated Calgary last year. Oh, oh yeah, I think that's why. That might be the only reason why. Oh, he goes the Friday only night magic. reason why. What about no, all because these? I have Game friends Day that Champions. play Friday. Game I, I have play people that play FNM and they don't have enough points or they barely how many, have. How many game days do they win? Fuck oh yeah, you play game days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jay Bush game day. Champion. <laughs> that's right. Sure. Look at that. Qualifying for WMCP. So why is it why can I not find the price of these WMCQ events? It's thirty five bucks. Uh, is that what it is? It okay. should be. It's I that's I'm pretty sure that's what it is. My yeah, friend no, Simon no. wanted to know if I wanted to go because it's worth it to just have the geist and it's <laughs> like it's just a fun tournament, but we have to go to Edmonton and I was like, Well, if we go with a bunch of people it'll probably be worth it, right? Like if we just go with like with a bunch of bros in a car or something. Yeah, absolutely like BZ's going. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, here's the thing. The modern PTQ is on the Saturday. Yes. And the WMCQ is on the Sunday. Yes. So I am snap bringing Lily, registering 60 for us, and getting my guys sync draft. So I'll be there both days. I think you can do a better deck than that. I can't play it. I know. judge, Judge, my opponent has outside assistance on his lap. Like this, this is nothing. I no, I'm not saying play it. I'm just saying that you can do a better deck list. Oh, like at least you gotta like write like zero black lotus. 
you know, oh, okay. Yeah, like you know, you gotta you gotta make it a little bit of a troll list. All right, well I can do that. It's fine. All right, that's what I'm gonna do. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. I'll be there both days. See oh. me with bells on. Fuck yeah. Come meet my daughter. She's awesome. Yeah. There you All go. right, that's happening. And don't forget, folks, if you want guys to say traps, I need three more. Or if you don't want them, I need three more. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, good. Um, so did you watch KYT? Did you get a chance to watch me play any magic over the like not counting that dumb Tron fucking game in the grinder? Um, no, I think I also only watched the dumb did I watch the tail end of the Cleat game, the ad nauseum game? No. I think I, I think I did. I think I've only watched games where you've just gotten blown out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just curious. Like, obviously, I'm trying not to be results oriented, right? Like, sure, I made day two and cashed a GP with this deck because I know it and it's good. Fine, that's a thing. But like, I'm more concerned with how well did I visibly play. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Because um, like, I wish like, I could tell you. Flash in a pan, <laughs> right? Like, just trying to avoid that. Anyways, I think the only change that um, I'll have made to the deck since Boston is I think we're actually going to try uh, one main deck, or one main deck, one sideboard Shatterstorm over uh, the Anger of the Gods. Because ultimately, these, all, the real matches we wanted the Sweepers for were like Affinity and... Uh, and pod, and we feel like the pod matchup's good enough anyway, that like we'll just leave one click in and call it a day. It's really not that big of a deal. Sweet. So, yeah, that's that's likely the one we're going to run it back, and we're going to go deep. Now that I have my sweet, sweet, sweet electrolyzes. God, that was so amazing today. Oh, so delicious. My Champs Promos electrolyzes came in. So now I have, like, the Champs Promo electrolyze, the player reward foil bolts and the full art helixes nice yeah it's starting to look pretty all in yeah and i got this sweet uh the sweet colonnades pack foils are the uh the bio box promos yeah love love that nice yeah yep got one in japanese oh my god nice yeah i have one in french 28 dollars i paid for said japanese one it should have been like 45 nice stupid anyways yeah pretty exciting well, I guess that's it. So I, I'll be at the WMCQs next weekend. <laughs> I'm randomly, for some reason, curious. I don't know how it's going to work. I haven't talked to them yet. But uh, I wonder when face-to-face games opens in Toronto, like, if they're going to do any of the online stuff. Like, <laughs> how that's going to work. Dude, seriously, if I'm able to, like, order online from face-to-face games and, and then pick, pick it up in yeah, Toronto, my awesome. mind will melt. My fucking brain will melt. It is, I'm just like, any wow. Store, any store that would do that in Calgary would instantly get my business, even if they were the worst store ever. Right. Like, it, it's just so, so insane. So insane. Wow. Anyways. Even if they have to ship it to the Toronto store, and I'll pick it up from the Toronto store. Actually, that doesn't even make any sense. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like it's probably not going to happen, but, uh, my mind would be blown. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, like, really excited. Make it happen, Kelly. Sal, fix your shit. <laughs> so. Oh, guys, this ain't trap. You're so pretty. Anyways. Yeah. So, awesome. Also, trade me your uh, dual decks, Koth versus Venser, Path to Exiles. I need two. So, hit me up. I like those. 
This is a call to all that. Oh, on the on the subject of music. Uh, so we all know that uh, Twitch got bought by Google, right? Yeah. yeah. For like okay. a billion dollars, I think. Yeah, cash. Yeah, yeah. cash. Like, say you know, no. The team's up for sale, Google. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even take half of that. Fuck it, even a quarter. Yeah. Uh, so they announced a new change that came out last week, and it's just starting to circle through the Magic community this week. Is that um, similarly where if you stream or do like you post a video to YouTube, and you have copyrighted background music, like any music ever, yeah, uh, they will actually pull down your posts Dota. and not let you post them. Yeah, the Dota fucking the Dota vods got pulled off for having copyrighted Dota music in them. Yeah. yeah, like the ones from Valve, like the International Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Didn't Twitch's own channel get shut down. So like, so it's not. So they're not actually. So what they're doing with the video on demands is they're they're muting them. So they're gonna check every half hour to see if you have played copyrighted music, and if you have, they will mute your stream for like the replay. They'll mute that stream for a half an hour. So it makes them functionally unwatchable. Yeah. Um, so if this is an issue for you, streamers, it's an issue for me, um, you will have to find alternative means of either playing music or just forego the, uh, value of your replays, which is fucking disgusting if you ask me, but, um, I will retweet this, uh, from my Twitter account. There's a, apparently like a free radio channel, gemendo.com slash en slash radios that, uh, Matt at a storm brewing who I met in Boston linked me to. So we'll see if it's any good or not. Maybe we'll try that. We'll see. But apparently it's all like free music. Cool. So yeah, we'll see. I have, uh, my boss's son makes a pile of music. He's like, he, he's got his own SoundCloud thing. So I might be able to, if that music is good, I can do that. But there'll be all sorts of options. So, but you're going to have to find them, folks. Otherwise, you will lose all of your amazing stuff. So, those of us that like do streams and then post the streams in our articles late, late, uh, later, that's that's a big issue. So, fix it. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap, though, is uh, also like on the su- like not really on the subject of Twitch, but I don't think there's really much else to say. But uh, KYT said that this is the hardest core set that he's played in in me- in recent memory. Like I usually crush my local group, uh, do reasonably well. I two won a, a draft just before we got I, I got back home. Um, it's just one of the more. I don't know if it means that um, the cards are so certain cards are so powerful that other players. Like, like I'm losing obviously infinite games to just to triplicate the spirits decks that are yeah. just too, too fucking bonkers. So I don't know if it's that, and if it's that, maybe maybe it's not hard, and maybe the set is just too broken, right? So, well, there were a lot of people in Vintage Masters that were winning with that dumb spirit card too, whatever the hell it was, right? So is it just like though, like that sort of card, and because it's a common, yeah, it's like one. Is, is that it's part very of good. And the deck yeah. it plays into is very good. Like there are many very good cards that have Convoke. It's a very strong ability. So yeah, and like Battle Cry too. Obviously, being in the set doesn't hurt. Yeah. So 
I don't know. Like, are we comparing this to other core sets? Is that what the statement was? Yeah. Okay. Well, KIT said. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, that was a tweet. That was my tweet. That, that, that's kind of like an awkward statement in the sense that, like, the last core set was you drafted blue or you lose. Like, there wasn't a whole lot to the last core set. Yeah, it was just like Opportunity, yeah, Scroll Thief, Time Ebb, Frost Breath. It had, like, all the best cards. Yeah, and it was just straight up you just draft blue and you're going to win more of your matches than you're going to lose. And everybody who doesn't draft blue is just getting into a trap. Like it was just every other color was a trap. So, like I, I don't know, like if that's a great statement. Like the corset before it was decent, but I think it was even still pretty blue heavy. Um, like I, this one's good. This one's good. Like Triplicate Spirits is a real deal card, but like Mono Red is a scary deck to play against. Yeah, Black Blue is very good. Like. Yeah. This the green, this, even like, the green, just green fatties is hitting hitting you. And oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. Your triplicate spirits is usually like a white green unfair deck. Yeah. So like, there's 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 lots of did like guys, things that are kind of. Did you guys see my on. tweet from the last draft that I did? Uh, I did not. So, uh, my friend got passed a pick one pack or a pack one pick two because it got passed. Soul of Lifelink and First Strike. Uh. And the reason, and then so we figured, Zeros. okay, well, maybe, yeah, fair, yeah, sure. the, the best card in limited. In, yeah, so then we figured, well, maybe there was a foil one or something in the set, or a foil fucking Phyrexian, Soul of Phyrexia, because, I mean, there's an argument for that, I guess, somebody could make. Uh, and then they were like, no, I just don't think the white in this set is very good, and I didn't want to get hooked into white. Uh, and then they proceeded to pass three triplicate spirits. Ugh. So yeah. they did it wrong. Also, they were in red, and they passed a pack that had two dragons in it. So that was also sweet. So those are the drafts. That's okay. I feel like I feel like nobody knows how to draft the set. Is what I feel like. Well, at the beginning, that's kind of always the case, and then the better players learn how to draft it faster than the other. Yeah, players. for sure. I've never seen somebody pass mythics at the beginning. Like I've seen people that don't know how to draft it, but I've but like they still rare draft like. The people that we're talking about here. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not saying never pass a rare, but I mean, there are people that follow that philosophy. Like, you can definitely pass, uh, what is that stupid thing called? The Planeswalker thing? Chain veil? Chain veil, yeah. Chain veil, yeah. You can definitely pass the chain veil. I would pass it, yeah. Yes, oh yes. That's garbage. But uh, I don't know if I would ever pass a a soul of... Theros? No. There That's are. the best card in the set. Yeah. If you open that pack three, you're playing white. Yeah. Like, it's that good. Like, to stop what you're doing and change up. But uh, overall, I love this format. Just uh, Convoke makes everything just so interesting to me. So. Yeah, it does. That's for sure. Although it is very blowout. Like, like when you oh, have yeah. nothing... When you have nothing and they went like turn one guy, turn two, raise the alarm, and you're like, yeah, whatever, just show me the triplicate spirit and I scoop. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I like the whole. We had one guy, and he's sitting there and he's like, uh, uh, I think it was Jared Gustadi who was playing, and he's playing white, and he cast triplicate spirits, and then his opponent's got like an unblockable dude or something like that, like in the intimidate guy, and he shows him like three pump spells. He's like, so I just win. Jared's like, go through the motions, like, do it. So Buddy goes and casts, you know, the three pump spells onto the one creature and attacks, and Jared taps all three of his triplicate soul spirits and does the... Devouring oh. light. Powering light. Oh, oh. 
And it's just like, that's what happened. Like, that was a lesson learned. Yeah. So I like I like the removal and the pump spells that have Convoke and that are, like, free, basically. Oh, yeah, like that red. Those are, those are so oh, sick. my God, those are so fucking bonkers. Or the white counter spell that makes your guy indestructible. Yeah. Those are so, just so fucking retarded. And those are the kind of spells that I like. Those are cool tricks. Not God's willing. <laughs> What's wrong with God's willing? <laughs> it was just annoying that everybody had one, and they were the, it was the best card in the fucking set, and it was just a shitty fucking common ball. That's what. <laughs> well, thank God for me that I don't have to draft at the GP, and if I do, that means I've already made it, so... Yeah. Um, there, there's that. I can fuck up! <laughs> I think, for me, it's just, like, the, the Convoke things makes it so, like, sometimes, like, you want to you want, you want have all these even shitty little guys because they're just, they act like elves uh, yeah. for your Siege Worm or for whatever, so... Um, it's made it very hard for me to, you know, construct decks as I usually do. So, and uh, I'm, I'm just hoping to see more, have more success. Uh, this, and I couldn't like the draft I just came from. I just couldn't read the signals at all. <laughs> so I got boned that way. I opened, I opened Nissa and couldn't play her. So that was like the biggest blowout. Yikes! She's amazing. All right. Well, I guess that's gonna just about do it for us this week. So, thank you everybody for all of your amazing comments and your love and support. We're very, very happy. Jay, thank you for coming back. We missed you. It was Uh, nice to have you here. Yeah. Good luck in Portland to both of you. Yes, crush. Get all those tickets, Jay. All oh, them yeah, tickets. All the tickets. All the tickets. Hey, we can even combine our tickets. Holy what? shit. <laughs> ticket pooling. Ticket pooling. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's in the spirit of the ticket system. What? <laughs> uh, so, you know, that makes you... Holy uh, shit. I hadn't even thought of that. An oppressive white. That's game. next level ticket abuse. Check your... Oof. We'll get, like, Maddie Studios. Like, we'll get all these people that try to get tickets, put them all in a box. Yeah, we could get a Lotus. <laughs> you could. They have a Lotus. A Lotus is going to cost you 12,500 <laughs> tickets. Nice. Nice. Which is... I think if you 5 every tournament, that gets you that. <laughs> nice. Great. Like I don't know what you would need to do to make that happen. What is the um? What is I the, think that's like the jet for the Pepsi points. What kind? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What kind of uh? Speaking of being old as fuck, what kind <laughs> of um? What kind of Lotus is it? Oh, it is an unlimited Black Lotus. So what's that worth in money dollars? In money dollars, I will go and see what the fine folks of eBay unlimited. Black Lotus. Unlimited black. Unlimited black Lotus is uh well depending on what the quality's like. You're probably looking at Imagine if it's like a fucking heavily played unlimited black lotus. It's 
like fresh out of the bike spokes. Yeah, it's like, like three in to half. four grand. So is it worth it to have everybody just pool all their tickets to get that and split it? Probably not. <laughs> It'd be <Maybe>. fun. <laughs> Wee! Because <laughs> like, yeah, you'd have to five zero every event, which means like you'd have to be, you'd have to basically like just monopolize every single event. Hmm. Well, let's see. That is. Da, 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 da. Got this. Uh-huh, this is. Again, I have to completely scrub out of the GP to even get tickets. If you five zero. Just over 17 events, then you can get one. Hmm. Sweet. 17 okay. events is a lot of events. Can you even do 17 events? Um, like, how much time would that take? Like, what's five times 17? Well, let's see. Like, let's see. Like I'm going to look at the 85 hours. Is there 85 hours of time that you could 5 an event? 6, 27, 28, 29, 30. There are 30 events that use the common event structure prizes. And a bunch of them are on Thursday and Friday. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So for what that's worth. But you could just try and string together a whole bunch of winner boxes. Like eight-man events. You could just go mono eight-man queues. Uh, I just, I, I'd love to see that it just happen. It just playing nonstop eight meds. Because <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. I guess just, you know what I would love to see is just their fucking face when I walk up with however many thousands of tickets I need, and uh, and I just slam them down and I just take the fucking lotus from. Them. Okay, so. Three versus three team draft. Bow before. per player. The winner gets 360 prize tickets. I'm just wondering, like, is there an event where if you had six guys and you just, like, chain them together, that you'd yeah, actually like, what, like come the winner gets, Yeah, the winner gets 360, but how many does everybody else get? Uh, nobody. No, nothing. It's just a two-person, like, it's team draft. It's, it's team three draft. Three v three. And the winner gets 360 prize tickets. But there's only one match? Yeah. Because oh. you do draft and then you play against your opponent like i don't know they might do it as like you play like three rounds or whatever like that you play each opponent once like you know when you yeah. do an honor draft but like again if it was one of those cases where like you were trying to game the system that gets you 360 prize tickets for uh 120 dollars right so you just pay four thousand dollars to buy a four thousand dollar lotus yeah about that <laughs> so, so it's exactly like Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, no, it's actually much worse than this one. This is like almost moto payouts. Yeah. Right? Because one pack is about 10 prize tickets, whereas you're getting, like, the EV on this is three tickets per dollar, or per three tickets per dollar. That's actually terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Yikes. Because let's see, if I go times four bucks for a pack, uh, okay, what's going on here? That's what, 12 bucks? 12, 12 tickets? So yeah, so no. Actually, that's about right. That's about right. That's about a break even, I think. Sweet. So it is 4000 for the $4,000 Lotus. Yes, about that, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so don't do it. Yeah, don't do it that way. Yeah, that teenage yeah. suicide, don't do it. All right, 
thank you, everybody, for your wonderful ears and listening pleasures. We know that you don't like listening to us rant and rave about rambling garbage for three hours. So we're almost at two. We're going to cut it. Have a great week. See you all soon. Next week. See you next week, guys. Come on. Yes. Peace.